When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about shame and the shame spiral, a very important topic. But before I dive in, I just want to remind you about my mental health initiative that we're doing this year. Each month, I'm going to be focusing on different topics, and I'd love you to join me. This is going to be a really amazing year where we realize the power that we have in our mind to get our thoughts under control and to deal with things like the symptoms of depression and anxiety and shame and all these kinds of things. So if you want to know more about this, I hope you'll join me. Go to the show notes and you'll find all the details there. Okay, so let's talk today about shame. What is shame? What is the shame spiral? How can an individual who's feeling worthless feel better about themselves? Because when someone's in a shame spiral, they are feeling worthless. They're not feeling great about themselves. And a spiral is exactly what it says it is. It starts in one, at, at one point and you feel shame and then this gets worse and goes in circles and then you feel bad about feeling shame and that you're not getting out of it. So I want to address this by first of all tackling what shame is, the impact on the brain, and then talking about some tips about how we can manage shame and why do we need to even manage shame. So let's begin with that. Why do we even need to manage shame? Well, shame is a very crippling lock, a crippling kind of emotion. It locks you in. It locks you in and keeps you stuck and bound in a bad place. And that's not good because it's very real. Everything, every kind of feeling that you have has information attached to it and it's a toxic issue inside the brain. It's a real structural change in the brain. And your brain's not designed to handle shame. It's not designed to handle that toxic structure. So when we go into shame, we do get a huge physiological reaction in the brain and the body. So what is shame? Shame is that feeling of embarrassment if you've done something. It's that feeling of worthlessness when you've compared yourself to someone else and you feel like you just can't achieve what they've achieved or be like that person or look like that person. And it's also the sense that we can get when we feel like we're not matching or rising up to the demands of our particular culture that we live in. And that could be the society you live in, it could be the church environment you go to, your belief systems, where certain expectations are, are, are made of you and you feel you can't live up to them. So it comes from three sources. What does this shame do inside of our brain? Well, shame comes from the mind and the mind works through the brain. When I say shame comes from the mind, as we're thinking and feeling and choosing in response to a situation that makes us feel shame, that is your mind. That is this quantum um, energy of your mind and it moves through the brain, moves through your brain and then this builds, your brain responds by building structures which hold that information. So we literally wire shame into our brain and that shame is associated with a particular situation. So that either that feeling of worthlessness, that you haven't matched up to something, that you haven't quite matched up to something within your society or your culture or what your, your culture demands, or that you've done something. So shame is also a prompt because when we 
go into a state of shame or from those three sources that I mentioned, the physiology of our body is going to react and our brain is going to react. We're going to go into toxic stress, which means that we'll get that stress reaction that we're all so familiar with. Your heart will start beating faster. You'll feel the adrenaline and the cortisol rising in your body. You'll feel yourself short of breath, maybe foggy thinking. These, that physical response in your body, which goes alongside that feeling of shame, is giving you a signal to be alert and to be aware that something is not quite right inside of you, that you need to pay attention. So once you start paying attention to it, you become aware of it. When you're aware of shame, that's when you can start doing something about it. So what does shame actually do in your brain? It creates neurochemical chaos. It causes quantum chaos. A bit like when there's a storm on the sea and you see the waves all going crazy. That's kind of what's happening inside of your brain when you have shame. It's very disruptive to the internal networks of your brain. And those parts of your brain that we call the internal networks have a specific name. and They're called the default mode network. And those need to be in balance. And shame is one of the very strong forces that we can misuse our mind to, to literally get into that causes chaos inside these networks in the, of the brain. And because those networks get affected, shame can lead to symptoms of anxiety and depression and that sense of unease. So that's why you need to have the awareness. We need to be aware of when we, when we feel that shame, when we feel that physiological response in our body, when we feel this, to remember that this is happening inside of our brain and we need to be aware and respond. Otherwise, we'll get into the shame spiral. And that shame spiral is that as, as that network craziness in our brain happens and this stress, toxic stress response happens, it's almost too much to bear. So we kind of, instead of stopping it, we give it more energy and we think about it more and think, oh, how could I have done that? How did I get to this place? Why did I do that? Why can't I be like that? Why can't I do what everyone else is doing? How come they've got it and got this right and I haven't got this right? So what you're doing is you're pouring, like literally putting fuel on the fire to make the fire bigger. You're adding more and more energy to that toxic, physical toxic thought inside your brain and making it stronger and stronger and stronger. And that keeps you in that negative spiral. So how do you get out of that? The first thing is what I call a forgiveness mindset. And by the way, you can read a lot about this in my new book, Think, Learn, Succeed. So what is the forgiveness mindset and how does it help you deal with shame? A forgiveness mindset is making a decision to release yourself or the person or persons that maybe put you into the position where you feel shame or the culture or the environment or the expectation. It's forgiving yourself and forgiving those people. This disentangles you from the situation. It literally separates the situation and all the people from you. And when you separate it from that situation, it's so much easier then to deal with the issue that you that caused the shame. When you haven't forgive, you're still very much bound in an emotional relationship with the persons that or the situation or the demands of your environment or whatever it is that you've done. You're still very emotionally involved in it. So you can't see the wood for the trees and it becomes very difficult to get clarity. So when you forgive, you're getting clarity. You're disentangling and you're getting clarity so that you can start seeing why do you feel like this? What's the reason? How can you change this? You start getting to a point where you can see a way forward. The, the next tip is the expectancy mindset. And as I said, this is also in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed. The expectancy mindset is incredible because when you go into an expectancy mindset, you are creating 
a change inside of your brain that feeds back into your mind that then strengthens your resilience to actually move forward in a very active way. So instead of getting stuck in the negative, you have the courage to be, to face the brutal honesty of the situation and then to move into action mode and move forward. As you expect yourself to change because you've forgiven yourself, you then start creating a resilience in your brain, which feeds back into your mind and increases your ability to then expect more positive things. So by ex the expectancy of the positive then helps you move into a direction where you can actually be constructive about, okay, well, I did do a stupid thing. So I will forgive myself and I will now do this, this situ, I will phone or email or whatever, whatever it is that you're going to do, see that person, say sorry, however you're going to do it, you get an action. And as you're doing that, you're expecting to, to feel the release of forgiving yourself and you're expecting a positive change in the person that you are going to say sorry to. And even if they don't accept your sorry, you still have changed the structure of your brain and you've healed your brain from that potential brain damage that can cause all kinds of other issues by that positive expectation. So therefore, re the research actually shows that expectation is creating a very strong resilience inside of you and changing the structure of your brain in a very positive direction, giving you, enabling you to once again get more clarity of thought. So it adds another layer of clarity after the forgiveness mindset. Tip number three, so many people come to me and tell me that they feel so ashamed because, because they still feel depressed about something that's happened or they still feel anxious about something that's happened in their life or they still get envious and jealous when they scroll through Instagram and see people's perfect photos or life or, or they're going through something in their life and they've been praying and saying scriptures and doing the positive affirmations but they still feel the anxiety and the depression or the discontent or the dis-ease or whatever it is and they feel shame for feeling that because they should be okay because they've prayed or they they haven't got enough faith, so they're ashamed that they, that's what they've told. Oh, well, you don't have enough faith or you haven't prayed enough and it makes them feel ashamed. Or they've told themselves that. You should be fine because you've said the scripture, you've prayed 10 times. But actually, this is part of the human condition. We all battle with this. We all struggle with making changes in our life, with dealing with stupid things that we've done that have made us shameful. With things that people have spoken over our lives that have made us feel ashamed of ourselves and they were wrong. With situations where you are being told, oh, well, if you just say a scripture, everything's going to be fine. Well, a scripture is not a magic potion. There is no instant quick fix to dealing with the human condition. The human condition is all part of our character development. It's all part of our struggle in life that shapes us. What we have to realize is that as we do, as we go through forgiveness and expectancy and all these little things that I'm telling you, this is going to take time. But these are shifts. These are things that you can actually do with your mind to fix your mind. So you're literally using your mind to deal with the issue of shame. And that's what expectancy, forgiveness, awareness that this is the human condition. These tips that I'm giving you are helping you to use your mind to change your mind. And one of the big things when it comes to change and dealing with shame and the spiral of shame is it's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to take time and that's okay. When you know it's okay that it's going to take time, it'll give you the ability to persevere through things. And you will, when you realize, and you can see this in, in my books, Think, Learn, Succeed, and from my other podcasts and information, that it takes up to 63 days to create a whole new way of thinking. 
So it takes time. Most people give up around the fourth day. That's kind of what the research shows, is we're very motivated to change things for a few days. And I'm going to deal with the shame. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to have expectancy. I'm not going to let people make me feel bad about myself if I said 10 scriptures and it hasn't worked. Um, whatever it is that you're dealing with, it's going to take time. So that helps us to realize that when we know that we don't have to have an instant quick fix mentality. If anything, that'll keep you stuck in the spiral of shame. Then once we've done the forgiveness and the expectancy and realizing it's the human condition and it takes time, is that we need to practice reconceptualizing. Reconceptualizing, which means seeing it from a different angle, seeing that shame and the cause of the shame from a different angle. So why are you feeling shameful? Is it something you've done? Is it something that someone expected of you that you didn't achieve and you feel like you've let them down? Is it a comparison that you've made to someone else? So becoming aware of the source of the shame and then from there redesigning it. And that, that reconceptualizing is going to come on the back of the forgiveness, the um, expectation, the rec recognition that this is a human condition. So let me give you an example of reconceptualizing and applying these few tips in my own life. Just the other day, I was sitting down with one of my daughters. I have four children. And we were talking about the past and getting in this discussion. And she reminded me of something that I did when she was growing up as a teenager. And I felt such shame. I couldn't believe that I had, had done that to her. And I knew that it was unintentional in the sense that she received it as a very negative thing. And I realized at that moment, I was getting in a panic. I felt awful. I didn't know how to fix this. I was so worried about the damage that I'd caused in my daughter's life. And then I realized that this happened to me. My mom did the same thing to me. And then I realized I had perpetuated a cycle. So I realized at that moment, I have to forgive myself. I then have to have the expectancy that my listening to my daughter, having this open discussion would enable her to forgive me. I had to have the expectancy that her forgiveness would help heal her own brain and that rewire that toxic thought and that it would rewire it in mine as well. And then I had to reconceptualize. That yes, this is over, it's the past, but all that we had this discussion that I can, we actually had an open, great discussion that improved our relationship. We were brutally honest with each other. I had to accept some stuff that I didn't like hearing, but I realized that there was a cycle being perpetuated through from the, through the generations. And I realized with excitement that this doesn't have to happen with her children in the next generation, that this can be a cycle that could, something that could stop now. So I reconceptualize this instead of me feeling awful for days on end, weeks on end and not resolving it. I reconceptualize this into something positive of the healing for both of us, a deeper relationship, stopping the bus here, not letting it go in any, into any further generations, thinking of how we could apply this to help the parents in the future, all kinds of great reconceptualized ideas, seeing it from a different angle. It became a lesson learned. The next tip is how to build self-confidence. When you feel ashamed, your self-confidence takes a nosedive. That's what happened when I was talking to my daughter and I felt that shame. I felt that self-confidence taking a nosedive. I saw this self-confidence issue come up so often with my patients. And one of the tools that I have in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed, is the gift profile. And it's very powerful in helping you to understand how you think, feel and choose in your unique way, which builds your self-confidence. So by understanding that, you can use your self-confidence to fix the shame. And that's what I did with my daughter as well. 
I stepped into what I know was my best way of thinking, feeling and choosing my gift, the unique way I see things when I'm thinking the way I should be thinking. And I got, I I have that knowledge from doing my gift profile. It helped me to understand how I think, feel and choose. And that was enabled me to then step into that, into that self-confidence realm and then fix up what I had done wrong. If you want to find out more about building your self-confidence through understanding your identity and the unique way that you think, feel and choose, I recommend you get my book, The Perfect You. And there's a, last month I did that for the book club. And you'll be able to find those videos on my YouTube as well, helping you to understand this concept of your unique identity to build your self-confidence and to stop yourself getting into that shame spiral. All these things, expectancy, forgiveness, shame, etc., all talk about the power of your mind, which is the next tip I want to share with you. You are very powerful. You create your realities with your mind. You're going to stay in that shame spiral with your mind or you're going to get out of that shame spiral with your mind. Your mind changes your brain. Your mind is the unique way that you think, feel and choose. And it is a powerful, non-physical quantum force that you control that changes the structure of your brain, builds thoughts that produce your words and your actions. And you're in control of that. You're in control of the choice to forgive, to expect, to get your self-identity back, to to identify the, the root cause of the shame. All these things are within your power. And then the last tip is it's a great idea to talk to someone. If you're battling with shame, don't keep it inside yourself. Keeping anything toxic inside yourself is a guarantee to create a neurophysiological chaotic mess in your body, which will increase inflammation in your body, which will increase your vulnerability to physical illness and also battling with mind symptoms of anxiety and depression, etc. Talking to someone really is a great way of helping you to just verbalize and express and get this thing out of you so that you can reconceptualize and forgive, etc, etc, and do all the tips that I have suggested. I really hope that all these tips have helped you today to learn to deal with that shame and the shame spiral. And for more information about this, I recommend you get my book, Think, Learn, Succeed, and all the information is available in the show notes. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.